Welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I'm your host, Kate House. Join me each week as we come together as a community, sharing how we strive to live each day with intention, with a special focus on cultivating joy and practicing gratitude. Together, let's live by design, not default. Hi, friend, and welcome to episode 108 of the Live by Design podcast. Today, I have a short mini episode in store for you. I want this to be the type of episode where you can press play, learn something new, walk away with something tangible to apply to your life, and go about your day. (laughs) I think a lot of times, and myself included, we can fall into this process of listening to podcasts and watching TED Talks and learning from YouTube and, and all these great resources, books, everything we have at our disposal, and we forget to apply it. You know, We learn and we learn and we learn, but we don't actually do, which is something that has absolutely happened to me. And it's my hope with these mini episodes that I can give you something really tangible to take away. So without further ado, let's dive into today's mini training episode. Today, I'd like to talk to you about the emotional cycle of change. And this is a concept that I first became introduced to in a more intimate way, in a deeper way, through the book, The 12 Week Year, which was written by Brian Morgan and Michael Lennington. And then I learned even more about it through the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. So we'll read excerpts from both of those books today. But basically, the emotional cycle of change teaches us that there are five stages of feelings that go along, that emotions that go along with implementing change in our lives. And those are uninformed optimism, informed pessimism, the valley of despair, Yes, it's actually called that. (laughs) Informed optimism. And then finally, you move on to success and fulfillment. And the reason that I want to talk about this emotional cycle of change, and in particular, this valley of despair, is because anytime we try to change, we try to layer in habits, we are working towards accomplishing something, there will come a time when you are putting in the effort and you don't necessarily feel like you're seeing the results. And that is the time when it is really easy to want to quit. That is also the time when it is the most important to keep going. And I think that there is a lot of power in knowledge. There's a lot of power in understanding what this emotional cycle of change looks like. So that way we have an awareness around it. Everything starts with awareness, right? And so if we have an awareness that when we layer in this new habit or this new routine or this way of you know, pursuing whatever goal it is that you're pursuing, if we know that there will be this valley of despair when it happens, even though it still probably sucks a little bit, we can have an awareness around it and we'll be less likely to throw in the towel and more likely to keep going so we can eventually get to that place where we find success or fulfillment according to our own terms of success and fulfillment. So first I'd like to read to you an excerpt from the 12 week year. So it says, Change is uncomfortable. It's helpful to understand the process we go through emotionally when faced with change, so we won't be derailed by it. Whenever we decide to make a change in our lives, we experience an emotional roller coaster. Psychologists Don Kelly and Daryl Connor describe this phenomenon in a paper called The Emotional Cycle of Change. Kelly and Connor's Emotional Cycle of Change, or ECOC, includes five stages of emotional experience, which we will explore here with slight modification based on their own experience. Regardless of the change you choose to make, you will experience this cycle. 
you can plot new relationships, new purchases, new jobs, and new neighborhoods on the ECOC, and it's always the same. Sometimes the highs are higher and sometimes the lows are lower. Sometimes the cycle is shorter and other times it's longer. But in all cases, you will experience the cycle when you decide to make a change in your life. And then they go on to talk about this third stage, this valley of despair, because if you are looking at the graph, and I will include a photo of it in the show notes over at MissKateHouse.com. So your vertical axis is your emotional state and your horizontal axis is time. And if you look at this graph, you'll see that it starts up fairly high because you're in that uninformed optimism stage. You're feeling really good about whatever this changes you're going to implement. And then it starts to droop down. You start to enter this informed pessimism, this point when you realize, oh, this thing I'm trying to do is actually kind of challenging. And you're starting to fully grasp the amount of work that's going to go into it, the amount of time or effort or resources, whatever it might be. Then you move on to the third phase and the graph continues to dip down. This is the lowest it goes. And this is the phase we're talking about today, this valley of despair, the place when you get to it and you're just like, holy heck, I don't know if I can keep going. And this is why we need to learn about this because then when we get there, we have to keep going because after that, it starts to pull back up again. The graph starts to go back up. We enter phase four. We're in informed optimism, so we're feeling good again, and we're informed about it. We know that we can do it, and then we get to phase five, which is success and fulfillment, and that's like the highest that the graph goes, and so it's important that we know about this value of despair so we don't give up on ourselves, so the authors of the 12-week year go on to say, it is precisely at this stage, the valley of despair, that having a compelling vision is critical. Nearly all of us have times in our lives when we wanted something so badly, we were willing to pay any price and overcome any hurdle to get it. Maybe it was your first car. Maybe it was getting into that college you always dreamed of attending. Maybe it was pursuing the person whom you wanted to marry. Maybe it was your dream job. Whatever it was, you wanted it so badly that you willingly paid the price of your own comfort to get it. Wanting passionately to reach your vision combined with commitment and the tools and events of process control is the way through the valley to the next stage of change. And I say all of this because how often have we started any number of things, right? For me, I can use the example of the podcast. I showed up for the podcast for a solid year and a half without seeing any consistent growth. Which is fine because in the beginning, the podcast was really just to prove to myself that I could show up and learn and share and teach and just do the thing. And throughout that first year and a half, I was pretty inconsistent with my publishing schedule because there was a lot of life happening. (laughs) And it's been in the last like six months that I've really started to see things start to grow, start to see things like this community that we're creating. I'm starting to connect with more people. We're starting to have a greater impact. I just want to help more people feel empowered in their lives. And it took 18 months of showing up to get to a place where I started to see results. And I use that as an example because There are so many times we start something new. We start choosing to eat more whole foods, right? We're eating our vegetables and our fruits, and we're choosing to keep the processed foods out of our meals, and we don't feel different right away. Or we choose to incorporate joyful movement in our day-to-day lives, but our body doesn't start to change right away. Like All of these things take time, and it's precisely at that time when you want to throw in the towel 
that you really need to dig in and go just a little bit further. And then you're going to just unlock all of this potential. And that brings me to atomic habits. So James Clear talks about this plateau of latent potential in the book. And he goes on to explain that we often expect progress to be linear. At the very least, we hope it will come quickly. In reality, the results of our efforts are often delayed. It is not until months or years later that we realize the true value of the previous work we have done. This can result in a, quote, valley of disappointment or this valley of despair we've been talking about, where people feel discouraged after putting in weeks or months of hard work without experiencing any results. However, this work was not wasted. It is simply being stored. It is not until much later that the full value of previous efforts is revealed. And then he goes on to stay in the book. There's this one excerpt I want to read for you because it's so perfect when having this discussion. So James says, in order to make a meaningful difference, habits need to persist long enough to break through this plateau, what he calls the plateau of latent potential. And I will also drop a picture of this in the show notes, but if you are imagining a graph again, we like to think about growth as being this like 45 degree angle, right? It starts at the zero, zero point on the graph, and it's just a straight upward shot from there. When in reality, it's more like you come up a couple of points on your graph and instead of skyrocketing upwards, it starts to move to the right, basically at a plateau, basically horizontally. And that's the time when you're storing all of this work that you're doing. And then eventually when enough time has passed and enough of this experience that you're storing has passed, all of a sudden the graph jumps up like super, super steep up into the right. And so that's what this graph is all about. It's telling us that change happens over time and not always in the way that we expect. So James goes on to write, if you find yourself struggling to build a good habit or break a bad one, it is not because you have lost your ability to improve. It is often because you have yet not crossed the plateau of latent potential. Complaining about not achieving success despite working hard is like complaining about an ice cube not melting when you have heated it from 25 to 31 degrees. Your work was not wasted. It is just being stored. All the action happens at 32 degrees. When you finally break through the plateau of latent potential, people will call it an overnight success. The outside world only sees the most dramatic event rather than all that preceded it. But you know that it's the work you did long ago when it seemed that you weren't making any progress that makes the jump today possible. And while it might not seem full of sunshine and unicorns and rainbows to talk about this valley of despair or this valley of disappointment or this plateau of latent potential, I think we owe it to ourselves to arm ourselves with the knowledge that there is an emotional cycle of change. There is something that we can count on happening time and time again, this roller coaster of emotion. And if we know that it's going to happen, we can prepare ourselves. We can steal ourselves with resolve and determination and dedication to whatever it is that you're pursuing. And so when you get to that point, when you're feeling a little low, you tell yourself like, isn't that interesting? I knew this would happen. I'm going to commit to doing such and such, whatever it is, X, Y, or Z, I'm going to continue. I'm going to stay committed to it because I know that that latent potential, I'm going to break through that. And right now I'm just storing all of this work that I'm doing. So friend, I say this to you, one, to arm you with this knowledge. 
And two, to encourage you to create a plan. This is like your tangible action item to take away from today's chat. I encourage you to put a plan in place. So whatever it is that you're working towards, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely working towards something because we are all about growing and enjoying the journey here and working towards our goals all at the same time. I encourage you to get a plan in place. So write down what it is that you're working towards. It could be like a very tangible goal. It could be a way that you're showing up for yourself each and every day. In the LBD Collective, we each work on a habit that we're implementing each month. So maybe you sit down and you write down the habit that you're implementing. And then you write down what you're going to do when you hit the valley of despair. When you've been showing up and you're not feeling or seeing or experiencing the results, what will keep you motivated? Is there an inspiring YouTube video that you know inspires you that you could watch? Is there an author you could read from? Is there an Instagram account that inspires you that you can read through their work? Is there a podcast you can listen to? Like create an action plan that says, when I feel this way about such and such habit, I will do X, Y, and Z. And hopefully that will just continue to get you through this valley of despair. Another really important thing to have is a big vision, a big why, right? What, why are you doing this? And tether yourself to that because oftentimes your why is so much bigger than you. It's so much bigger than just this one habit or this one goal. The thing you're doing is just a small piece of that bigger why. And so attach yourself to that why to get you through those times when you're just feeling a little bit low. And then when you do that and you make it through, or you're in that valley of despair, connect with me, reach out to me. I have been there. I was actually in that like valley of despair this morning. I recorded like six podcast episodes and realized it didn't record on the right microphone. (laughs) And so I needed to do it all over again because they sounded terrible. And there are times when that happens and you're just like, ugh, do I want to keep showing up? Do I want to keep trying? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. You just got to let yourself feel the feels and then take your plan and execute it. So friend, if you are enjoying these mini episodes, I would love to hear from you. You can hop into my DMs over on Instagram at Miss Kate House, or you can join my love letter, which is a little email I send out to accompany each and every episode of the podcast. So you are the first to know when every new episode is available and you'll get direct links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as a link to listen. But one of the things I love about the love letter is it comes from my personal inbox. So you can hit reply and share your thoughts or your feedback or any aha moments you might've had or any suggestions you might have for me. And I will literally answer your email. So you can join that over on my website at misskatehouse.com slash newsletter, or scroll down in your listening app now. And if this idea of pursuing growth and not just growth for the sake of growth, but if this idea of finding joy in the day to day while working towards your dreams sounds good to you and you want to do it in collaboration with other incredible women, then I would encourage you to check out the LBD collective. After a recent growth night, one of our collective members jumped into the Facebook group where we're super active and it's a private group just for our collective members. And she wrote, I love that I am now part of this group. Thank you. The sweet spirits of everyone and kind faces felt like a cozy sweater or warm cup of coffee. Just the hour I needed to boost my spirits. Oh, 
that like gives me so much warm and fuzzy feelings. <laughs> and I just hope that that is everyone's experience in the collective. So if you need that time to boost yourself, you need that time to be in connection and in community with other women, then definitely check out the collective. There's a link below in your show notes or pop over to my website at misskatehouse.com slash LBD collective to learn more. The Live by Design podcast is hosted and produced by me, Kate House, with huge thanks to the incredible Liz Chapman for managing, editing, and literally doing all the things that allow us to share this podcast not once, but twice each and every week. I could not do it without her. I will see you next week when we chat with Nicole Baker, who's a fellow coach and has a specialty in helping perfectionists not only set goals, but actually follow through on them. We'll dive into the three types of perfectionists and how to best move forward from these tendencies if they're holding you back from actually taking action. And until then, friend, spread some joy, make someone smile.